0: It's Monday, September the 14th, and Scott would like cake pop in the shape of his face. Welcome to Eat It, Virginia.
1: Hello and welcome to Eat It, Virginia. Voted its second best podcast in Richmond by the readers of Richmond Magazine. To connect with the podcast, find us on social media at Eat it, Virginia. I'm Scott Wise, joined as always by my friend, my friend Roby Martin. Roby, by the tone in your voice in the open, it sounds like you don't want to eat a cake pop in the shape of my face.
0: I don't know, Scott. I, I can't answer that. Does, how do I answer that question? I mean, <laughs> I mean,
1: I want. There's to no eat right, cake. <laughs> none of the, see none of the above, perhaps.
0: I don't. I don't know. Yes, I want cake. I think is the best way to answer that question.
1: We're talking about cake pops because of our guests today.
0: Yes, we have Kea from. KM Company and Candy Valley Cake Company here talking about very specifically made cake pops.
1: So like she, the Scott Wise face. Her story, like the Scott Wise face. <laughs> yes, I'm still pulling for that. You Hashtags guys will get to
0: that. SW face
1: trending on Twitter as we speak. Her story was like the perp was the holy trinity for me: sugar, Indian food, and one of the greatest love stories. I think a guest has ever told us on this podcast i
0: don't think everybody realizes what a romantic
1: you are i mean there was like, a story you got
0: a tiny tear in your eye
1: there was a story that micah told us down at minibar when he and his uh his future wife met at the red light he like or he saw her at a red light screamed and like
0: from a car Yeah, he
1: screamed from a car and yeah. lo and behold they get married but this story it's like inter- corporate intrigue corporate City. intrigue and like a international uh something yeah Pretty. so p- please stay tuned for that interview because you will love it
0: i gotta tell you so we did scott we're sponsored i don't know if you know this
1: i haven't seen a check rolling yet who sponsors us
0: so we actually did a fun little thing over at short pump mall melissa chase oh she's cool Kea.
1: she's very cool
0: christina dick
1: also cool
0: sunny bavasia
1: super cool Past guests, listen to his podcast if you're going through the library. Super Sunny sweet. from Lasia.
0: Um, we all hung out at Short Pump Mall, which sponsored us last week to hang out and give away twenty dollar gift cards so free Is that right to Lasia during uh, lunchtime? That's a pretty
1: incredible, obviously, offer free gift cards.
0: Yeah, it was great. It was absolutely great. So we hung out there, talked about Indian food, which is like really my ideal Friday day.
1: How was Sunny doing?
0: he's amazing
1: i'm sure he hooked you guys mm-hmm. up i'm not gonna i don't want you to go into what hooked you, but i feel like whenever i just I walk mean, by later he walks out and's like hey scott and like no
0: but not gonna lie he did hook us up but i just can't tell you how
1: that's fair that's fair how's life going roby i know i know uh obviously we're still in the midst of the pandemic and in restaurants and i can see you again
0: which is always good it's
1: also good to see you. we are socially distanced apart on the back of Robie's estate,
0: Jesus, her, he her palatial home. home. It is not palatial, nor is it a state. We're currently on my deck, guys. It is hotter than the hinges out here, but we have Rosé from Booth, which we'll just talk about again. We miss him. We're thinking about this 50th anniversary. Booth
1: is the owner of Barrel Thief. Booth
0: is the owner of Barrel
1: Thief. Not everyone is on our first name basis with Booth like, like we are.
0: Level 2, 3, 4, 5, 8 sommelier, WSET teacher, Amazing Booth Hardy, owner of Barrel Thief in the West End, right there, next to Pleasant's Hardware, does the, it's the home of- Patterson?
1: Is that Patterson or Grove? Patterson. Patterson Patterson and Libby. Yep.
0: Cool things we've got going on. You are going to go out to Canteen. That's right. The camp-inspired restaurant by Jason Alley and Michelle Jones and Kate Hawk. I'd like to know about the desserts. I'm
1: hugely into camp desserts. Maybe I'll bring you one.
0: You can't, how do you bring a s'mores home?
1: Uh, does it have to be a s'mores? Is it the only option? What other camp-inspired desserts are there in the upper echelon of camp desserts? Well, when I went to camp, we were allowed once a week to go to the camp cantina, or canteen, I guess. Camp canteen. They let you eat once a week. You could Well, <laughs> no. you you had breakfast, lunch, and dinner every day, obviously. But once a week, you could go and spend your parents' money at the canteen, and you get a cheer one, because we went to camp in North Carolina. So it was cheer wine, and it was. I've a,
0: never had a cheer wine. I mean, honestly, you're not missing last week. I've never seen break in
1: anything. Breaking so to no electric Cheerwine boogaloo, which, by the way, me. listeners, you let me down. There was like no buzz about breaking to electric boogaloo on the social media. There's
0: never been any. I'm much. gonna post. I'm gonna <laughs> not, repost not, on my on my Instagram,
1: no. and I'm gonna come back with some hard facts for you.
0: So cheer wine, and what else?
1: You're not missing much with cheer wine. I mean, it's like at the time you could only get it in North Carolina, so it was. It was like a nostalgia thing. That was a thing. But now you can get it everywhere, I think. Ah. But Cheerwine Wine and Chip Witches, which is like the two chocolate chip cookies with the vanilla ice cream in the middle and chocolate chips around the perimeter. Yes, you've had one? Chip Witch? Yeah. At the pool, I maybe? I have a Nightingale ice cream sandwich. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. Nightingales mm-hmm. weren't available in the early 90s in Hendersonville, North Carolina.
0: Henderson, <laughs> I'd like. Hendersonville, I love it. You've been? Yes. There's no. furniture there. Really? Yeah, like multiple furniture spots. Anyway, not the point. This is a food podcast. A couple of sad, sad pieces of news. katura on Grove has shut down.
1: I read the article. Sounds like the owner of Katura felt like he'd have to pivot really hard in order to make it. And it just wasn't worth the time and money. So, unfortunately, the restaurant is closed.
0: Yep. Dutch & Company also doors are closed. Closing
1: One of the restaurants that was always on my, it was always like, where do you want to go tonight? And there was always like three restaurants. And it was like always on in one of the three spots. And I never made it experience uh, the hospitality that they provided.
0: And then the Shaco bottom coffee place.
1: Shaco espresso.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's just, I mean, we don't, you don't need us to tell you guys this, but it's, it's, it's impossible out there for restaurants. So we're, we're trying to keep, we're, we're trying to beat the drum here. And, uh, and keep some positivity out there with these interviews with the people that are working really hard to keep to keep their places in business. But um, it's it's not easy. No one's having an easy go of it right now.
0: Well, in some upward news forward for restaurants, we're going to have some new to the market Richmond restaurants open near VCU.
1: I'd like to hear that. What's coming?
0: It's a place called Twisted Taco and a place called Bento Sushi. And then something called Avo Kitchen, which is actually VCU owned. It's a, it opened in the Cary Street Market and Deli spot, which was its own on Belvedere. But those are all going to be right near VCU, right near that Raising Canes. If you've never had those chicken fingers, um, you should.
1: I haven't, but I'm really excited about a potential future guest that we might have on the podcast.
0: Oh, here comes the fish talk.
1: I mean, I that's mean, secondary, if right? If it
0: was goldfish crackers, I'd be all for it, but so it's not.
1: My friend uh, Mackenzie Pickett sent me an email about someone that she knows. Who does she know? She knows a man named Jim Hamilton. It's the new frozen burrito guy. Sue Casa. S O U S, not S U, like the old Mexican restaurant. I would rather have more
0: than a freezer full of frozen burritos. I think it's more than
1: I I think it's more than burritos, though, isn't it?
0: I don't care. I want the burritos. Can we have them on? I want to have them on for a variety of reasons. You want to talk about fish. I want to talk
1: about burritos. So, from what I understand... Did you not uh, eat
0: frozen burritos in college and listen to fish? Because I feel like the concept is amazing. I'm not going to
1: talk about those days... Fortunately, there was no social media back then, so those pictures are lost. Were there
0: burritos and fish? Nobody is asking about I mean, what else you did. I mean,
1: burritos are a staple of the fish parking lot food scene, which, by the way, is a whole topic for another podcast, should I'm you not, want to go down that I'm road. never,
0: ever, ever talking about the fish parking lot. The reason why Ruby Jim, is... Jim can talk about fish because he worked.
1: So, what... Mackenzie told me, but Jim, who is like a a veteran of the Richmond restaurant scene, apparently. Apparently he worked at Millie's and uh, some other places around town, Proper Pie, places like that.
0: He worked at Proper Pie?
1: That's what I'm being told. That's what I'm being told. But in addition to all those places, he's also a rock and roll, on the road, cook for the rock stars chef. And among his clients, according to my friend Mackenzie, Beyonce, you've heard of her? Never. She's pretty good. Jay-Z, obviously with Beyonce. Bon Jovi, you heard of them? Is his first name John? That's the one. And Fish, a band that you refuse to acknowledge their greatness.
0: I just I know they exist. I just don't know. So, I don't know who has the time to listen to a 10-minute song.
1: So if Jim is willing to come on the podcast and talk to us about his new business, Sue Casa, and talk a little bit about his time on the road with some of our favorite bands, fish. Um, I say we have like a three hour podcast with them. What do you say, Ruby? As long as a fish song. (laughs) I
0: think it's how long my podcast is going to be. All right. Well, moving along to cakes because that's better than fish. Um, and a love story. (laughs) Yes. We've got Kay Wingfield of Kay and company and candy Valley cake company talking to us about all things cake. And love. Okay, I'm, well, I'm going to kick it off because I want to talk about cake. I know. Cake. Like, I really want... Like, I think this... I think Kia might be your favorite podcast guest that we're going to have.
1: Is that right? That's a bold statement. We've had some good ones. Yeah.
0: She can so, build anything out of a piece of cake.
1: She can make anything out of a piece of cake.
0: Yeah. Yes. So we have Kia Wingfield with us of Candy Valley Cake Company... And Kia and Co, which you started with CVCC, correct? Correct, and that's still going. Okay. Yeah. Tell me about it. How'd that happen? When did you say? You know what? I can build some cake Legos. <laughs> I know. You still can't say that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I was told you can make anything out of cake So if you're okay, not going to be able to say that either Then we got she's, a problem
0: She's very kind, okay, she's, she's like upselling me No, but I could, I could make some cake legos. I started uh, Candy Valley 10 years ago uh, Coming up on 11 years And it started absolutely by complete accident uh, And a hobby And um, I, you know, growing up So I'm, I'm from India originally I grew up in Bombay or Mumbai And growing up, I had never even seen an oven in my life, let alone use one or have recipes or, you know, any of those heirloom things. I I didn't have any of those things. So when I moved to the U.S., which was 15 years ago, I uh, didn't really pay much attention to baking or, like, wasn't really into it. But sort of a a year later, when my husband and I got married and we moved into an apartment together, there was an oven in in the kitchen. Like, all apartments come or, or homes come here. And I just kind of had a light bulb moment. I'm like, wait a second. I can bake things. Uh, I'm going to try that. I'm going to try that. So the first few months, I think I was just like a monkey of the computer. Like I did, I was just pressing buttons, and I didn't really know what I was doing. Um, and then I started learning and learning, and then I got a job uh, in a bakery a few years down the line. And then one thing went to the other, and uh, I one day saw cake pops on a blog Uh, this is the very first blog that was making this and there was nobody else making them or selling them or any iteration of that so i started to make them at home i was so amused by them because i loved the fact that they were portion controlled yet you could have a piece of cake like like, you know you could be satiated by having one so that's maybe
1: you could be satiated by having one
0: i know have you met scott I'm like have, three minimum,
1: yeah. three to five is a good good day for me.
0: You're my customer all day long. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to sign you up. Um, so, because, you know, coming from a country like India, like our portions are not like American portions, you know. I think uh, the first time my dad went to a restaurant here, he thought the food was for the whole table. And I'm like, that's your entree. You know? <laughs> so, so that's what I love, the fact about the cake pops, was that I could eat a cake pop and not feel too bad. or Not that you should, but it was just a nice nice portable dessert. Um, so I started making them. I, I went to farmer's market and then it just kind of took off from there.
1: So what brought you to Richmond initially? You said you moved here 15 years ago with your husband. Yeah. Um, what brought you guys here?
0: Well, he's from here. Uh, so I one came of
1: those.
0: One of those. Yes. I came here to marry him.
1: Richmond always pulls people back, you know?
0: It does. It does yes um so he wasn't in india we met through i had a job at circuit city um i remember that place yes right right um i was a product trainer for them in bombay and he was a trainer for them here in the headquarters so we met through circuit city and then we became friends um circuit city ended up firing me for fraternizing with him (laughs) <laughs> like this is what, that means. what do you mean fraternizing? Like we were engaged at that point. So <laughs> you weren't fraternizing anymore. No, I'm like, this was happening. Actually, oh, what what does that word mean? And they so fire, we,
1: wait, wait. They, they fired you, but he kept his job.
0: Ding ding ding. Yep.
1: Oh my.
0: Yep. That's news, right? And I. Oh, is anybody shocked? No. So.
1: And I, you're still here, and Circus City is gone. So there you go. You yeah.
0: win. Yeah. And then a few days after I got fired. Um, he's like, well, I got you fired. The least I can do is marry you. So we got married. <laughs> <laughs> was that a good consolation prize, though? <laughs> no, no. I, I don't know. I don't know.
1: <laughs> the jury's still out on that one, apparently.
0: <laughs> that one, yeah. So then I got, I got, we got engaged. Uh, I mean, we were engaged.
1: All right, so I, wait, went, wait, I want to pause you real quick. What did you do for Circus City in India? You said you were a project tr- developer,
0: a product, product trainer.
1: Product trainer. And what is that exactly?
0: So my job was to teach all the people in the call center how to talk about the products we're selling and how to uh, you know, have the right dialect and the right accent and all, all that all that stuff.
1: And your husband did the same thing in the West End?
0: Correct. So he, his product training job was about writing about the products. So he was writing these manuals and these uh, uh, detailed info on what a particular TV does or what a particular thing does and things like that.
1: And did you meet over email or were you, in, were you in meetings or how did that work? And this is a long, not a long time ago, but long enough where there wasn't zoom or FaceTime.
0: Then, uh, so we had, I am a city. And the only reason we met is because he was very really nosy. Uh, I used to, <laughs> I was assigned or paired up with his boss to work on projects. But I, so I, I used to message the woman who was sitting next to him with, uh, technical questions about any kind of product. and he would poke his head around and answer the IM when she wasn't there.
1: Photo or no photo? Uh, no photo. No nothing. Photo. Just just words. Fact,
0: just words. In fact, he thought I was a boy because my actual name is Puja, so he thought that's a boy. Like he didn't realize it's a girl he's talking to. So for for the first few weeks, I didn't even, I didn't even know I'm not talking to Tracy. I'm talking to David. Um, and then so we just started chatting on IM and became friends. Um, and then we used to talk through our company phone, and that's how they found out that I was fraternizing with him.
1: Were they listening to your phone calls?
0: They were listening. My my, my boss was. Yeah.
1: Wow. But they
0: were not personal phone calls. That's that's the beauty of it. Uh, I was going to say, what did she hear? I I'm, I'm to this date. I'm like, what did you hear? Like, how did you think that I was doing anything wrong? So it was really funny. <laughs> so, so okay, it's like a
1: Hallmark movie. I'd lo- I think I'd I've seen this Hallmark movie actually.
0: So they meet because of flat screen TVs <laughs> and product
1: <laughs> like, analysis.
0: Yes, yeah. and then she comes over and becomes an award-winning baker. He wins.
1: I got one more question about, about the love story, though. Okay. Did you actually meet before he asked you to marry him?
0: We did. So we met Okay,
1: because
0: he used to come down to Bombay for product for work. Okay, uh, like they just send him down. And then he came by again to meet my parents. And what's
1: your husband's name? I'm sorry, can we sh- shout him out, David? Okay.
0: Yeah, please. Uh, Ruby knows him. Okay. Uh, well, he's also Roby knows
1: everybody. Apparently,
0: oh, that's true. That is quite true. <laughs> um, <laughs> but he, um, he, and then he came back again for us to get engaged. After that, so he came. He made multiple trips.
1: Beautiful. Together. All right. Great love story. I they like met that
0: one time, fell madly in love. Here yeah. she is. That's what Scott wanted. Yeah. I I, I like it better. You have to you have to you have to ask me about the visa I came on.
1: So tell us about the visa that <laughs> that you came on.
0: There's nothing I haven't done. So do you, have you heard of the show on TLC called 90 Day Fiancé?
1: I've definitely seen the title.
0: You, I you ha- how do I not know On this Twitter
1: one? maybe people oh, talking please. about it. Oh, my
0: God, you need to watch it. So, do I need to watch it? Cuz I love reality TV. Like I think I mean, they're the worst people on the planet, but I love watching them. <laughs> you, must,
1: you must watch them. It's okay,
0: hilarious. I'll get on it. Hilarious. Because I feel like it's kind of staged, but it's also really funny because I know the reality of how this visa works, and it's not always... So bad. what is the name of the visa? It's Visa K. Visa K. And K. what... For, that Kia? 90, it's, yeah, for, for Kia. Kia. The stipulation <laughs> is that when you move here for a certain person, you have 90 days to marry them like literally wait what yes literally so at the end of the 90th day if you don't marry them you go back home so you guys can travel back and forth from country to country uh, thousands and thousands of dollars oh yeah and you have three total months to decide whether or not he's clean enough takes care of himself when he's not back and forth or however it is. Yeah. Has a good job that he hasn't been dishonest about because yeah. you see right. him in the spot. Right. Three months. Three months. I know. It's so funny. I think when I think back upon it, I'm like, did I really do that? Like, wow. Did that really happen? But you know what I did was when I moved here, um I went and moved in with his parents. So I could get to know the family and they could get to know me.
1: And you didn't go back. <laughs> and she has no grey hair. Look at that. That's amazing.
0: <laughs> How's that? Happen? Amazing skin too. <laughs> amazing I skin. wish you could see her in person. Her skin I've met Kia before.
1: Oh. <laughs> I've seen her in person. Yes,
0: yes. So clearly he's not stressing her out too much because yeah. I lose hair under stress. I that's why I make cake, okay? Like <laughs> cake helps hair. I need, drink, I need
1: to drink any more. Yeah. So you lo- so Circuit City went by the wayside. And was his boss invited to the wedding? I'm guessing your boss wasn't.
0: No, because they thought there was something malicious going on behind me coming here. I'm like, they're really, what What do you want? And they even offered me a job here. <laughs> I was like, what is happening? What do you want from us? You know, it was so funny. Wait, so they fired you and then offered you a job? Yeah. Yep.
1: Yeah. Yep. I'm yeah. glad she's making cake right now. That's all I got to say. I think she Not I think she found cake. her calling.
0: So okay, so you get here, there's an oven which I would be excited about too. Yeah. And a couple of years later you you'd like are killing the cake game. Yeah. Yeah, and I had to I had to develop all the recipes on my own, you know, like can I write them in the beginning. So I, I would make like 40 types of chocolate cake in the first month I was doing this uh, because that was the only way I could get to the nail down, even the one that I really wanted. So there was so much. The learning curve on this has been very steep.
1: I have an ignorant cultural question for you. What is Are desserts in India, portion size notwithstanding, are they similar or vastly different from what Americans tend to eat for dessert?
0: They are deep fried. And
1: uh, <laughs> loaded in sugar syrup. Okay. Yeah.
0: So they're, they're, I guess... Um, is,
1: is birthday cake a thing in India?
0: Yeah, it is. Absolutely. Okay. Much so. I realize India
1: is a huge country. That y- Your India is what I'm talking about.
0: The 90- so cakes are only ordered on birthdays or some special occasions, but not like for every occasion or for every, you know, it's mostly the Indian desserts we, we eat there. Um, so it's very it's not as uh, common, I guess. Although it's changing now and now people enjoy cake and it's, you know, the, the Western influence, uh, obviously. Uh, so it's changed quite a bit. And
1: and so how do you, uh, new to the country, and obviously you have a built-in community with your husband that, who's from here, but how do you start a business? I mean, who are your initial customers, your initial feedback, and how do you grow that business without, without having...
0: You know, I have to give credit to the Richmond community because um, when you're that new and you're an immigrant, you're a brown woman, you are, you know, there's so many things stacked against you that you just don't expect to get anywhere. So, but this community, um, I'll tell you one thing. Over the last 10 years, I haven't spent a dollar on advertising. Not not a one. So all the business I have comes from word of mouth. And that alone is a testament to how well and how nicely and how, Appreciate, like, how beautifully they've, like, taken me in and appreciated my work and supported my dream. So that's kind of how that has happened. My my first, very first big order was for VCU. And it was 300 pops. And me and my husband, like, because he helped me back then, I was working out of my apartment. We stayed up for four nights straight and made these pops by hand. And it was the craziest thing ever. Now, 300 pops would take me, you know, half a day. Um, so, it's, it's it's been quite a journey from that. So, what's the most detailed thing you've had to make? Because I've seen McDonald's french fries about an inch tall. I've seen tiny Botox bottles, which, by the way, I'm totally into those. I mean, I don't know what it is, but I think they're great. What What is your little, what is the most... Intricate, yeah, intricate. Um, you know, Von Secord is one of my biggest clients, and we have done a lot of different holiday things for them over the years. And they always like in the beginning, they used to get really intricate things, like the uh, Christmas-related things where we had to hand type each letter and then put glitter on it and then take the glitter off and then do a border and then add a flower crown, like things like that. Uh, but I think the most intricate in general. Probably I made some Queen's Crowns. This is ages ago. Those are crazy. Those those each pop took like forty five minutes. It just it's just it takes forever. Yeah. It's very detailed. Oh, I, I don't have the patience.
1: Neither <laughs> do I I mean I don't have the skill or the patience, so
0: <laughs> But if you were gonna order a cake pop, yes. what would you want your shape to be? <sighs> If um you were a cake
1: pop. Yeah, you know, I'm pretty plain when it comes to my cake pops, like the the circles or the squares. I mean, those are kind of like are the ones that I go for. I know, I'm lame. I did see, uh, you know, I think I, I feel badly in uh, eating the intricate ones. I feel like someone spent a lot of time making it, and I don't know, I just kind of scarf it down. Like, I don't appreciate the art- artistry. I just want to eat the cake.
0: I don't know. I just recently had a cake pop of hers. It was a Lasia one, and I would eat that every day. <laughs> It was so good.
1: So, that laser Cake Pop kind of ties in another story that I, I want to bring up. So, I first met you, I believe, last year or the year before at Christina Dick's office. Yeah,
0: year before. Yeah.
1: Woman around town, Christina Dick. Yeah. Shout out, CD. And she was hosting a pop up for you for your Indian food business. Right. Um, with your cake pop business still being so successful, you're still able to do the Indian food business, and how, like, what's the what's this? How do you juggle? If so, how do you juggle both?
0: I, you know, I don't do both at the same time. Um, that that one started out to like I, my goal for that one was to do more pop ups and specialty kind of things. But then the pandemic hit, and that got put in the back burner. However, when the pandemic did hit, uh, because we lost all of our dessert orders uh, for for a span of Two to three months we started doing uh, fusion indian food takeout uh because i really wanted to make sure my staff had a job and didn't have, i didn't want to throw them so we did that for a few months that really did well uh, after a few months the, the dessert started to back up again so now we're back to doing a lot of you
1: back it i want to talk a little bit about indian food because i I love Indian food, and I'm I'm pretty I'm have been eating it for years, but I'm still consider myself a pretty much a novice, right? And the Indian community in town just kind of just fascinates me. So, what is it to you to be a member of the of the local Indian community, uh, realizing that it's not like homogenous, like there are still different? I
0: you know um that there is a huge Indian population in the city, up to the tune of fourteen thousand. I believe was the latest number. Um, within a square mile of Karem Road, there's like six Indian grocery stores. So that doesn't speak volumes of how much business there is. Um, I'm not as deeply embedded in the Indian community as I would like. I do know a few of the, all the team players who do a lot of big work around here, and I stay in touch with them. Um, but because I'm married to a non-Indian person, I'm very really aware of being a part of whatever community we build together, and not just one side or that. Um, but it's, it's a pretty significant amount of people, it's pretty amazing, which kind of brings me to, um, uh, a column I'm doing for this magazine, I think we'll be a to tell you about it. You really do, your tr- first one came out this came month, out. I saw yeah. it, it looks amazing. Thank you, I'm so excited. It's going to be called Live and Let Dine, and each month or each, every other month, we'll focusing on a different, um, culture or ethical background. So the one up next is the German one for Oktoberfest. um. But the person I interviewed for my first interview for the Indian one was Kamlesh, who is the owner of an Indian grocery store. And people like him, you would never see them. You would never know about them. Uh, I call him a hidden hero because he's not things to work.
1: Where is his store?
0: It's down on Old Param Road. So um, but see, that also is a because this magazine was so kind enough to be like, okay, yes, come do this, and let's let's do it together. And um, I just love everything about it. He was great. From a food standpoint, because I mean, I, I admittedly don't know. I mean, I, as, just like Scott, I love Indian food, but that's such a broad statement. I, I mean, what do you wish, like off the top of your head, that maybe me as a white human and Scott as a white male knew or thought of more when we go to order Indian food or where we go? To order Indian food? I, you know, it starts with maybe the root of things, and it starts with very simple things, like knowing how to pronounce the word off menu, or knowing um, what a particular ingredient is called so it doesn't have to change to a a more English term. Um, The biggest example is Thai tea. You know, Thai means (laughs) tea.
1: I'll have one of those burger burgers,
0: please. (laughs) It isn't just a simple thing, but it's little things like that that, you know, kind of alienates the language even more. Uh, so maybe incorporating that and understanding what it means. Um. <laughs> I
1: already got yelled at by, by a prominent Indian chef uh, in town who who who, let said, him have it. <laughs> who said I should never order chicken tikka masala at his restaurant. Yeah. And I haven't since. I haven't since. Yeah, no, it's uh, I get everything but, to be honest. And that's
0: what my husband ordered each time, just so you know.
1: Still? No, there's so, I mean, it's amazing there, but they're also, I mean, every dish is amazing there. And I'm sure every Indian dish you prepare is equally as amazing.
0: But no, he's very good. No, and I, 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 I understand the sentiment. It is such an overused item. Like, uh, so from a spice standpoint, how simple are Americans with what they eat with respect to Indian cuisine? Yeah, I don't want to answer that. Because we're super simple, right? Because you guys just have so... It's like
1: 60 minutes all of a sudden. We're putting her on the spot. It's like Barbara Walters' interview. Don't make her cry, Roby.
0: Because I want to talk... I want to get into her Indian food, which we talked about a little bit, the the to-go that she does. And I think that it's just so well-rounded with how she makes the food. And I think it's important to talk about how little knowledge we have yeah. as Americans on the use of spice and the blooming I mean, of spice. we're ordering
1: for TT people. for God's sakes
0: <laughs> we, we are and an asking for cinnamon cinnamon in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a bit of mess. so I'll tell you why uh, we have these spices right we don't have them for flavor so much we have them because of medicine so Ayurveda which is thousands of years old these spices derived from that culture um, and each spice has a performing like has a function. So turmeric, for example, fights inflammation. Uh, I always say turmeric is a bandage for your inside. Um, so it's it's how it started, but then as chefs came into the world and food innovation happened, now it's become a complex thing where okay, it's got to be this spice in this layer and that layer. So that's why India has that. Um, it's not because we're better or anything like that. It's just what we know. Now the reason it's different from there to here is because here, for example, my husband's mom is Irish. Uh, to her, black pepper is like a flavorful spice, and she adds it like, like that's the seasoning for the food. You know? And it took me a while to kind of understand that because in the beginning I'm like, "What are you talking about? What do you mean?" You added spice to it Then you just add Like a half a teaspoon Of black pepper And a big pot of something Um So
1: <laughs> I bet you You rocked their world Didn't you
0: <laughs> No they cannot eat my food They're like nah, man,
1: What a, a waste food. They can't eat it they Can they not- eat the cake pops
0: Yes They'll eat right. sugar uh, But they do not eat Any of the Indian stuff I make
1: Ugh Your husband does I'm assuming
0: Some of them what? I know It's, it's, it's taken some time To bring them around Shit, um,
1: she well if you're I free next week, automated. you know, Kia. Okay, yeah, I mean I'm I'm free next week too, so mm-hmm. the husband can, you know, do his thing and, and we can eat Indian food. Let's
0: do it. I mean, and,
1: and cake pops. And cake pops.
0: <laughs> so to answer your original question. Why didn't I work
1: for Circuit City fifteen years ago? Man. This could have turned out a lot differently for me.
0: Where were you, I was waiting. I even kept He's on just trying coffee. to get food. <laughs> <laughs> So yes, thank you for answering my original question. While Scott tries to take you out for dinner, <laughs> uh, so the original question, yes, there are the palates are different. They're simpler to uh, to what you, to what you eat. but also Indian food is so varied. So each region has its own set of palate and own way of cooking things, and own. You've seen the spice boxes that Indians use with a little cups in it. Now each region in India will have a different. Uh, type of spice in your like I have a whole different set of things Um, somebody else will be completely different Um, and the American palate because you're I'm I'm just assuming because you're not used to it you just haven't been around as much that that it's gotten better now it's very different now Is it gotten better or have we as Americans just I don't know, Well, I think, started to educate
1: us. I think part of it is, is what we've talked about earlier is how the community is not what it was 15 or 20 years ago. The community looks more Indian today than it did 15 or 20 years ago. So you're almost, you're, your children's friends at school are Indian and your coworkers are Indian and the restaurant down the street is Indian and there's an Indian grocery store in my neighborhood. So mm-hmm. it just becomes part of your every day if you allow it to be. I have allowed it to be and it's been a good experience for me.
0: Just no tikka masala. No tikka masala.
1: But that was a good gateway drug for me. Okay. I mean, it re- I'm serious. Like, I really, like I was addicted to that feeling yeah. when you your mouth is on fire and your nose is sweating and your your brow is Like sweat- I, I was addicted to that feeling. It was like the endorphins were popping in my brain. It was amazing.
0: I'm now, do you sweat from any of the – or is it just an us thing? I think it's we don't eat a lot of spicy food, honestly. I think it just has a, a, a bad reputation for being really spicy. You guys eat food with spice, not yeah, spicy sure, food. Not- so, what's next? Will I, may we we may maybe see you <laughs> on a national stage? Maybe you're going to open a brick and mortar? Maybe you are going to collaborate with a brewery on a nice Spicy beer? I might say yes to all of them. Um,
1: I think you should. I feel like I'm out in the cold on this one. I feel like I feel like you guys are in your talking your own language but I've been oh, left no, out in this conversation. Okay.
0: Yes. Bringing it up, uh,
1: spill the chai.
0: <laughs> putting it out in the universe for me. Yeah, there doesn't spill the chai. There you go. Um, don't I don't laugh
1: at him, I do.
0: I am moving into a new space soon because we need more space. Uh, that's happening. And then whenever I have a little bit of breather and figure out when this pandemic kind of comes of it, we're going to try and uh, pick back the Indian food up and uh, soon more will pop up and things like that. Because I have tons of ideas. Um, I really want to develop it into something that's more regular, hopefully, because yes. I would enjoy that. And it's all about me.
1: <laughs> so we have a 50th... Our 50th podcast is coming up probably in a couple of months, later this year. So... I'm not putting you on on the spot or anything, but can you make a cake pop of my face in celebration of that? Yes.
0: Yeah. You do know people will be eating them.
1: That's okay. I you mean, be
0: eating your face. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, of all the parts of the body, I thought figured the face would probably be the most appropriate.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. man. <laughs> okay, you got it, Ruby. He asked for it. We'll make it. He asked for a cake pop of his own head.
1: <laughs> Roby's gonna pay for that. You can put it on her account.
0: And it'll be on a stick, so it'll look like a, a dead person's head.
1: Like- oh, lovely. How appetizing. Maybe, <laughs> yeah. we can, maybe we can come up with a different, uh, a di- maybe a microphone.
0: A microphone okay. cake. come I don't that. know. You went for the face. I feel like we should keep it.
1: So where can people find you on the social media? Because that's where it's at these days, the kids tell me. Yeah.
0: So on social media, on I'm a pretty um, Instagram-heavy user. So on Instagram, we're uh, under Candy Valley Cake Co. Um, and then my quote unquote personal one is K at Co., where I produce all my Indian food canadians. Uh, and you get to see my daughter there, too. Um, but yeah, we're going places you can find me. And if we're ordering cake pops, your minimum order is 400 now, right? 450. <laughs> it just changed last week No, I'm just kidding It's a dozen <laughs> pops yeah.
1: A dozen pops I can get a dozen face pops I,
0: th- I, think, he, I think he deserves that Holy
1: Deserves, Lord. you hear that? Deserves
0: <laughs>
1: Earned and deserves Those are two words that definitely describe me Earned and deserved He loves a cake
0: He yeah. loves a cake We are listening to Eat It, Virginia With Roby and Scott and Kia Wingfield of Candy Valley Cake Company, and Kianko Co. Scott Roby. Okay, so I'm going I'm just beating this horse.
1: Yes, I see you beating the horse because we are socially distanced appropriately across from each other at your table at the palatial Martin Estate.
0: I'm putting it out there. Yes. Next podcast. Yes. I am calling your most recent date.
1: I have good. I have an update on that.
0: No, I don't care about your update. I'm calling wow. her because I want to hear from her. That's
1: rude. And well,
0: nope, no, no, no. I have we received. I have received permission.
1: You. Oh, you're just going to violate this woman's like privacy, just calling her out, or would you? I mean, I think she
0: went on the date.
1: She went on the date, but she did not agree to speak with you about it in front of our ten thousand listeners.
0: I, well, I'm sorry that she didn't agree because I'm calling her anyway. Mm. I would like to know if you're a gentleman. Hmm. Did you suggest the restaurant? Mm. Does she even like you? Mm. These are all the things that I'm asking Scott's date <laughs> next podcast. No joke. It's the beginning of the podcast. We're going to call Scott's date and ask about the meal. If you guys have questions in all seriousness, send them no matter what the question is, but keep it clean, please to eat at, at gmail.com. At Eat it Virginia at Instagram, or we're gonna let you send them to at Scott Wise because he would love to field those questions before I get them, so he can see if they're okay.
1: That's Scott <laughs> underscore Wise. This episode of Eat It Virginia. Eat It Virginia. <laughs> really? This episode of Eat It Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> no! Oh God, no!